Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights podcast brought to you by IFR the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. And today we're gonna talk about the Kevin Brennan Bill with Naomi Pohl from the MU. Welcome, Naomi. Hi there. Please tell us a little about what you do at the MU. I'm Deputy General Secretary of the Musicians Union and we have 32,000 across the UK working in all areas of the business. One of the key things that we do is campaign and lobby on issues of interest to musicians. And during the pandemic, it became really clear that our members couldn't work particularly in the live sector and that recorded music just wasn't playing its part in kind of propping up the careers or sustaining the careers of musicians. So that's when our focus turned to streaming royalties and that's where the fixed streaming campaign Came from, which has led to Brennan Bill. Which is absolutely brilliant. I can't tell you how excited I am. I read the bill and I have a couple of questions. First thing is there's nowhere in there that says this is any money for equitable remuneration for performers is going to come from the label share. Where does that come from? Basically, the equitable remuneration kicks in when the making available right is transferred from the artist or the performer to the record label. So we've been really clear throughout our fixed streaming campaign that the issue for us is that 30% of the revenue stays with the streaming platform. Yes, there's an issue of pricing. Should they put their prices up? Perhaps they should. It's been a long time and it's just stayed at 9.99. It's quite unusual when, if you think about audiovisual streaming, those prices have gone up in that same period. So there's 30% for the platform, there's 55% currently going to the record label share, and obviously they account to artists and pay out to artists. In some cases, on a we would consider to be a, a very ethical deal, and in some cases with a very low percentage that we would feel is not so ethical in the modern era. And then there's also 15%, which goes to the music publishing side. So we've always said that what we're trying to do is get a fairer share of the label, a fairer share of that for, for artists, and not just featured artists, but also for session musicians who perform on tracks and currently don't get any streaming royalties at all. I get that. That's actually really clear. Thank you very much. Having said that, this bill can't compel the label share to be reduced, can it? There's still going to be a debate in the industry about how equitable remuneration actually is put into place and there's going to be a debate around what the share should be that goes via a CMO and is shared with artists and labels. Essentially, the bill being passed isn't the end of the story and it doesn't compel the labels to hand over all of their money to a CMO to be shared out. So we've been clear that we want to see some form of equitable remuneration on the making available right. And we would like to see that money come from the labels. However, it might be that some of the money comes from the platform. And it might be that the labels go and try and renegotiate with the platform on the back of this. There's going to be a lot that has to be worked out through discussions within the industry. Just to add that we would like to see a greater share for the song as well. We do feel that the 15% for the publishing share is quite low. I was going to raise that. You cannot stream a recording unless you have the publishing license as well. So if the publishers banded together and said, 
either we get the same as the label or you don't get to use the tracks. It could happen. We wouldn't want to push publishers in that direction. So it is a bit of a cautionary tale to the labels. From our perspective, the publishers share out to the songwriters that they represent. So with publishing, it's more likely to be an 80-20 split in favour of the creator, whereas on the label side, you're more likely to see 30% or less in favour of the artist. So I guess the question is, why is the publishing share so low? And I think during the DCMS Select Committee inquiry sessions, I can't recall who said it, but somebody said, essentially, the labels are the first to the negotiating table. And really, they're talking about the major record labels, not the independent. That's right. Just before we move on to talking about creators, please tell the audience what we mean by making available to the public and why that's an important phrase in legislation. At the moment, the way that the Copyright Act is set up, you get equitable remuneration if there's a broadcast. So if you get a radio broadcast of a track, then you get equitable remuneration. It also applies on rental. It doesn't apply on making available. Making available is essentially making the music available at a time and place of the individual user's choosing. So. I can go and pick a track off Spotify. But we would say that a lot of the playlists on Spotify are much more like a broadcast. And also, it's definitely not a sale. And I think this came up in the DCMS Select Committee inquiry sessions as well, that there was a question mark over, what is a stream? Is it a sale? Because that's how the labels currently pay out to artists. Is it a rental? Because you listen to the music, you don't own it. It's not like you keep it on your device. Is it a broadcast? Because if you're listening to a playlist, you stick it on and you're passive listening. And also Spotify or whichever streaming platform, they'll use their algorithms. They'll then generate more music for you to listen to. Feels more like radio. And sometimes it's human curation, which again, feels very much like a radio program. So that's our argument is that making available should attract equitable remuneration. Really, it's just modernizing the copyright act so just bringing it forward so that it reflects the way that music's consumed today agreed and i think that the rest of the world backs you up on that certainly litigation in the states beginning with m&m it is a license it is not a sale but we'll leave that one because it'll get fixed with this new language so there'll be no room for error there and this applies to other creators not just performers this bill yeah, that's right. Well, we've been working with the Idols Academy, represents songwriters and composers. And also we've got thousands of songwriters and composers in our membership. So it's been a joint campaign to fix streaming. And also, of course, we've been working alongside Broken Record Campaign, which has been absolutely brilliant. And it's been a grassroots artist-led movement. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that the bill also cases for songwriters and composers. So that's why you see that there's the rights revocation and contract adjustment and transparency all apply to songwriters and composers as well as performers. I love the revocation section. You know, in the States, they have the 35-year rule where you can rights revert from an assignment. And it's just crazy that it's not global. So this will help bring it forward, at least this far east from the States. Yeah. And for us also, you know, we all campaigned hard to get the EU copyright directive passed. And then we left the EU. And there was a moment where the whole industry realized they'd been toing and froing to Brussels trying to, you know, help get this legislation in place. And we weren't going to get the benefits of it in the UK. And that was something that we were doing, you know, it was a joint yes. industry 
effort to get the copyright directive through. Some of these elements are things that we would have got via the copyright directive that we're now going to get direct into UK legislation if the Brennan Bill is passed. That's another reason that it should be passed, because it was already agreed in essence until Brexit happened. And it will go a small step of the way to fixing music because, of course, touring is a nightmare now with Brexit. And that's not fixed yet either. So the least they could do is let the Brennan bill go through as is without any changes. Well, that's what we're hoping for, obviously. And we've been putting a lot of effort into trying to promote the bill. And Kevin Brennan, obviously, is a great supporter of musicians. And he's been doing a lot of work as well to promote it amongst his colleagues. What's brilliant is we actually have cross-party support for the bill. So we do have a lot of Conservative MPs. I think we had 44 that signed up to a letter in support of our campaign. So we've got Conservative support as well as Labour support. Even so, let's be honest, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to get it through, but we remain hopeful. Absolutely. You guys have done a brilliant job on so many levels, both in the wording of the bill and in the garnering of support for it. It's just so impressive. I can't remember the last time I saw something aggressively but nicely fought for and made tangible. So the fact that it's already been through one sitting in Parliament and this is the second reading is major kudos. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of interest in it. Obviously, the industry is watching and waiting to see what happens. On Friday, I'm going to be watching the debate with great interest. <laughs> if it doesn't pass, that's not the end of the story. You know, we're going to keep fighting for these changes because we think that they're needed in order to make sure that musicians get a fair deal from streaming. Absolutely right. And you can definitely count on IFR support for that. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. If anyone wants to join in the support, they can add the hashtag FixStreaming, hashtag Broken Record. Anybody they can email? Absolutely. They can email me. My email address is naomi.pol, which is P-O-H-L at themu.org. They can join the MU and the IDAS Academy because we've now got a joint membership scheme, which is aimed at trying to get more performers and creators behind the campaigning work that we're doing. So check out our websites as well. That's brilliant. Thank you so very much. And thank you everyone for listening to our special episode today. Again, you can also join IFR at www.iafar.co.uk. And if you are a member of the Ivers Academy or the MU, please use the discount code IFR25 for a discount on IFR membership. Thank you very much. And good luck. My fingers are crossed. Thank you.